Hey everyone, love the Wonder Women? Can't get enough of us? Want 24-7 content all day long? Well, we can't promise you that. But you can still follow the Wonder Women on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook using our handle at WonderWomenCast for more fun tidbits, insights to our weird wonders, and information to satisfy your curious minds. And hey, if you like the show, do us a favor. Step one, download our episodes. Step two, listen and review. Step three, share with your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, strangers, enemies, everyone. Just not any chance. But seriously, we crave your validation. We sure do. Plus, it's the best way to stay on top of fresh new Wonder Woman content. So follow, share, and talk to us at Wonder Woman Cast. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, and keep wondering. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to this special report, where we're watching President John F. Kennedy at Rice University as he urges Congress to continue to not explore space. We choose to go absolutely nowhere. We choose to go absolutely nowhere. We choose to go nowhere in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because there is nowhere else to go. Because the challenge of space is one that we are unwilling to accept, willing to postpone, and one which we could never win. And the others too? Well, space is there, but we're not going to climb it. And there's no moon, but the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there, but we don't care. And therefore, we will not set sail on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has never embarked. place but what if it was even weirder join us the wonder women as we explore the serious answers to your wackiest questions questions like what if the ocean wasn't salty what if clouds were ice cubes and what if farts were a harvestable energy source each week we'll wonder what if and in the process we'll find out what really is Hey everyone, welcome to the Wonder Women. I'm Bonki No Moon. And I'm Sailor Moonless. And today our wonder is, what if we didn't have a moon? What do you think of this topic, Bonki No Moon? Oh my god, it's so stressful. Space is so stressful. I, I thought this was going to be very straightforward and simple, but it was like an onion. Like the more I got in, the more more layers there were and like the more significant it all became and it got very existential very yeah, quickly. Yeah, thinking about infinite time and space and oh. Yeah. I learned a lot for sure. Yeah, me yeah. too. Uh, yeah, do you have any favorite memories of the moon? Stories about the moon? One time learned? in college I was sleeping in the middle of the night as you do and I just remember waking up and being super aggressively angry at the moon because it was too bright. And I was like, why is it so bright? And I was just so angry at the moon for being so bright in my window. Yeah. So that's my most, you know, vivid memory of the moon. Not that exciting. Hmm. I just remember like growing up and my mom always saying, oh, it must be a full moon because I don't know, like we'd spill a lot of things or we'd be fighting a lot or something weird would happen. And yeah. That's a very common 
perception that strange things happen around the full moon that has persisted. Yeah. There's been scientific studies on that. It turns out it's not true. It doesn't hold up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's werewolves. There's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, moon, hugely culturally important. Like, every deity you can think of, there's... Greek moon goddess, Roman go- moon goddesses, goon modest. Norwegian moon <laughs> goddess, goon, goon modesses. <laughs> so moon's obviously critically important in our culture, and I thought that's what we'd end up talking most about, but turns out there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. All right, let's dig in. Yeah, let's get started. Well, the question I started with was, have we always had a moon? Has the Earth always had a moon? Mm. And it hasn't always, but pretty much. Like the Earth, they say, is 4.53 billion years old, and the moon is 4.51 billion oh. years old. So, so in terms of the billions. Pretty much the whole time. Yeah. And according to NASA, the moon was formed when something the size yeah. of Mars yeah. collided Isn't with Earth. crazy? Which is so strange. Imagine? I don't understand how the Earth is intact. And why right. isn't there a big moon-sized crater or in maybe Earth? Was the moon just, was Earth, like, way bigger back in the day? Was it, like, the size of Jupiter, a rock the size of Jupiter, and just the moon just crunched into it, and now we're just a fraction of the size we used to be? Yeah, and I think things yeah. were very molten back then. Oh. <laughs> like, the moon, for its first 100 million years, was in a molten state. Oh. So maybe things were just really unsettled and, and soft, like a baby's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't really know, but that's how they started. It's been around for a long time. So it's kind of cute that the moon and Earth have been together, yeah, like, for, best oh, like best since friends since they were babies, childhood maybe, sweethearts. Or maybe like siblings and their sibling rivalry and it's like a lot of resentment between them. Mm, but I yeah. like the I like the childhood <laughs> sweethearts better. Yeah, that seems more realistic. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, let's hope so. Yeah. So moon does a lot for us. I think the first thing that people tend to think of when you ask about the moon is tides. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I remember learning in school. Like moon causes tides and there's a lot into that. So I'm not going to, we're not going to dive into where the tides, you know, how that all works. But I think when we think about tides, there's definitely some importance that tides have played for us throughout our history and for the planet. Yeah. Not even just surfing, but possibly life. Oh, yeah. yeah. So one idea. <laughs> what would we do without surfing? <laughs> so important. One idea for the origins of life are in tide pools because mm. those areas get a lot of oxygen and salt water and the back and forth as they're covered by the ocean and then low tide, they're uncovered. And so today, those are places where some of the richest biodiversity is, is mm. in these tide pools. And one theory is that that's also just kind of where all the right little proto-nucleic acids were hanging oh, out to I didn't realize experiment that. and like connect and disconnect yeah. enough to start forming life. Yeah. So would we even have life? Yeah. I don't know. So some the scientist... gene pool was technically a gene tidal pool. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Another idea for where life started is in geothermal vents underwater. So oh, potentially okay. we would have life anyway, but maybe it would have formed in a different way. Right. We don't really know but yeah there have been a lot less like experimenting with how life was going to be formed mm. if we didn't have these little pools so yeah. that's one thing about tides I mean, it, we would have had a lot further way to crawl onto land if we had to crawl up from a geothermal oh, vent been exhausting <laughs> <A tidal laughs> little we'll tiny. would have died as soon as we got there yeah <laughs> yeah wow so that's one thing about tides potentially major 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, something else that was kind of cool I learned about tides is that there aren't just land t- uh, sea tides. I gave it away. There are <laughs> land tides, terrestrial tides. So the moon no. actually pulls what? on the land surface too. It clearly doesn't have the same impact Whoa. as the tide in the water that we see. But the land surface is flexible and it can move Whoa. up to 22 inches a day. What? Which sounds tiny, but that's 22 enough. inches a day? Yeah. So it's that changes sounds like an noticeable. object's location. Yeah. yeah. And it has enough effect to sometimes trigger volcanic eruptions. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, I didn't realize so that. So the moon does a lot more than just the ocean tides. Does the do, do the land tides go in the same cycle as kind of the spring and neap tides? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Tides are actually really important for nutrient cycling, and so they'll move pollution and they'll move nutrients throughout the water and throughout the oceans. And so without tides, we wouldn't have a lot of that nutrient cycling action that happens, which would affect a lot of the the nutrition cycles of fish and the, the mating cycles. can even thrive. Yeah. And so maybe we would take care of our oceans more if all the maybe. crap we dump into it doesn't get dispersed. That's right. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. Mm. If the tides didn't take things away, we wouldn't. Well, yeah, we maybe wouldn't take care. We would take better care of it. So a lot of, you know, maybe we wouldn't have fish species nearly the same way that we do without tides. And most importantly of all, when it comes to tides and animals, sea turtles rely on tides. Oh. They'll come in at high tide to hatch their babies and then the babies hatch and have to like be taken out by the tide back into the ocean. Right. All the nature documentaries that yeah. would be lacking scenes of That's sea right. turtles. That's right. We mm. wouldn't have so many char- like this charismatic species about protecting the ocean without sea turtles and tides. Wow. Yeah. Little animals. All right. Well, that's tides. Not just tides that would be affected by this, mm. but actually the length of our yeah. days. And this blew my mind. Right. So the moon actually slows down how fast the Earth is rotating. So we would have much shorter days if we didn't have a moon. The Earth would be spinning like crazy. Mm. So I read that days could be like 6 to 12 hours long. I saw as low as 4 hours. Wow. Yeah. And that's just... The more I thought about this, the crazier it got. Because at first it's like, oh, I'd be older. I'd be, like, be so many years older. But then it's it's actually so much different. I mean, what would our sleep cycles be like? I mean, would we still sleep during the day or sleep during the night and be alive during the day? Because that to me also would affect our nutrition. Like there's, could you get enough nutrition in the day in four hours? I could. (laughs) (laughs) So I was wondering, would we be smaller? Would we be like hummingbird size or like small rodents? Would that have put a cap on how big we could grow because we would only have a certain amount of time that we could have to eat and like gain sustenance in the day if we slept at night and were awake during the day? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, or I think maybe... In terms of how we would perceive time, maybe days wouldn't matter. We'd be awake at day and night, and mm-hmm. we would just be... And after, like, eight hours of day and night, yeah. then maybe we'd sleep through one cycle yeah. of day and night. Who knows? Um, yeah, where would our circadian rhythm, like, come from at all? It's just be totally crazy to off. think about. Yeah. Yeah, and also, with the Earth spinning that fast, wind storms would be... Whoa! Wind would be much more powerful, and so we'd have a lot more I didn't even think strong storms. Right, so... I don't know, that could also be a dangerous world to live yeah. in. Yeah. Maybe we'd have to be like running from storms by day. Yeah. Eating by night. Or just like, can you just picture constantly hearing wind blowing? Mm. Like silence would be totally different. Yeah. Or with the lack thereof. Yeah, I just like to think that maybe humans, like our bodies would be 
maybe we'd have thicker skin because of the wind or maybe we'd have like ear flaps to block out the pressure of the wind or the noise of the wind but we'd be up we'd have to switch between a day and nighttime environment constantly in order to be able to survive and then two if we didn't have all those daylight hours in which to like think and like ponder the day and experience the world like would we have evolved like societally come so far the way we have i mean would we have even stopped to think about things like math and art and literature if we only had four hours of daylight in a day yeah i feel like to be to get where we are we definitely have to have used learn how to stay up through the nighttime yeah. and use that because there's just so much also like getting ready in the morning all these yeah. things that we just kind of leisurely take time on we have to ask yeah. that we'd have to become super efficient people it yeah. could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, in terms of how we perceive time, maybe we would just live our lives so much faster. Like a second, what feels like a second to us now would actually be like really drawn out in terms of how quickly we could move. Mm. Wouldn't that be wild? Yeah, that would be wild. Wow. Uh, and then on top of that, without having a moon, our nights would be so much darker. Right. Yeah. So all these things that people did, like traveling by mm -hmm. night, were making moonshine. Mm, yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would we call moonshine without the moon? Huh. I don't know. Would people <laughs> even have made moonshine? Oh. Could it have been prioritized have in no their time. short days? Yeah. Yeah. So we'd have super dark nights. Yeah. Uh, Which would affect, you know, if we want to come back to this idea of we'd have to be more productive at night. How? We'd have to have crazy night vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy Which would be to see in the dark. really fun. And yeah, maybe then that wouldn't affect how we perceive the difference between day and night so much. Mm. We could be like cats and just go straight into nighttime yeah. prowling around with super strong night vision. Yeah. That could be okay. I was also wondering in terms of how kind of shorter days and nights affected people, how it would affect plant life. Yeah. So plants would obviously get way less sunlight so would they would that stunt their growth and but they'd would take they get longer less sunlight or they would just get shorter burst of it right? yeah i mean would what would that look like would it affect i mean would it just be like sunlight versus shade during your day like getting direct sunlight versus not getting direct sunlight or would it how would it affect our plant life yeah it seems like it would affect i don't know growth cycles like they'd mm. have to get really efficient at i don't know maybe growing in bursts yeah or maybe Maybe photosynthesis wouldn't be the only way that plants got energy because they'd photosynthesize the sunlight, but maybe in order to maintain their growth cycle, they'd have to find energy from some other source in the air like that they could get at nighttime. Right. Mm, I don't know what that would be without moonlight. I don't know. I, uh, oh, and also with really dark nights, uh, I think... I mean, imagine what night skies would be right? like without having a moon. Mind-blowing. That would be so cool. So I think we'd still, even if we wouldn't have like the moon goddesses, yeah. we'd still have probably a lot of folklore and around. way more constellations. Yeah, and a lot more time where we're probably up considering yeah. the night skies above us. Maybe we'd have all new folklore and religion. Yeah. And we'd have these crazy windstorms. Like maybe we'd also have some weird theories mm. about celestial religious yeah. influences on our crazy maybe we'd be a lot lives. heavier so that we were more resistant to wind Ooh, yeah or maybe we'd be like tumbleweeds yeah Ooh, that'd be fun yeah <laughs> do you remember that time we went camping to go see the perseids and we were so excited and we found like a 
non-light polluted camping spot and then it was like a full moon yeah <laughs> and we couldn't see hardly any meteors anyway stupid moon moon was I so wish we didn't bright have a moon. <laughs> most of my experience with the moon seems to be angry that it's too bright uh, <laughs> yeah uh, well i thought at first um maybe like a relationship tonight would be different like we'd be a lot more terrified of it because it would be a lot darker and you know there wouldn't be a moon it'd be a lot scary and there'd be all these horrible myths about the darkness but going back to this idea if we had to just get used to being able to live at night and thrive at night and because night our days vision. were li- lighter then i don't think we'd actually be maybe we wouldn't be afraid of the dark at all mm-hmm. yeah maybe that'd be fear of the dark wouldn't even be a thing because be we'd have evolved cool, to be super I'm comfortable definitely in the dark. scared of the dark right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i saw the movie castaway and i was just getting over my fear of the darkness and then i saw the movie castaway and for some reason that just completely launched me back like a year in terms of me as a child getting over my fear of the dark and i had to sleep with a nightlight for like a year <laughs> after i saw the movie castaway <laughs> and i wonder if we'd have nightlights maybe we wouldn't be inspired yeah. by like the moon being this guiding light in the yeah. evenings to think about replicating that in our homes i wonder if we wouldn't even need to sleep at all like i'm just curious if maybe if the days were shorter and the dark was something that we lived and were as active in as we are in day, maybe that would just entirely affect whether or not we evolved to need sleep. Mm. Crazy. That's a thought. Maybe we'd just be constantly awake, tumbling around the windy, windy earth. Maybe, but I feel like sleep is a big thing for our brain development. So yeah. Maybe we'd have totally different brains. Mm. Oh my gosh. Cool. Well, that's okay, yeah. the moon in the day, the moon <laughs> in the night. Really freaky. And thinking about all the love songs about the moon we wouldn't no. have. <laughs> yeah. Well, another really cool thing we mm. learned about the moon is that the moon keeps the earth from wobbling. Yes. Wobble, baby. Yeah. yeah. Sing it, Banky No Moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is super interesting to yeah. me. I just really had no idea. So when I first read that, I was like, no, no way. That That's wild. Yeah. It's crazy. So uh, I guess if you think about like a top spinning, Mm -hmm. it kind of like starts to wobble in different ways and speeds up and then slows down and it wobbles in a bigger circle. And that's kind of what our earth would do. So the moon actually makes our climate really stable. Mm. And without it, uh, we could tilt upwards to 35 degrees. Yeah. So we'd have crazy seasons. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you think about what that means in terms because at first i was like i couldn't picture what it meant to have the earth tilt that means like the equator wouldn't always be the closest thing to the sun like Mm -hmm. sometimes the south or north pole would be the closest thing to the sun right sometimes by a lot sometimes by a little and so we actually would just change kind of the way that we're facing the sun which absolutely when i learned of it that way i was like could totally see how it would just completely affect our climate differently right and i read that some planets in our solar system actually do tilt and wobble around mm. like that does mars yeah mars was one more, that i read did that because its moons are less close and smaller mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh which is super uh sad i love our season <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if we had these extreme seasons it, like, I don't know. I read different things. Like, maybe the seasons would be super extreme. Yeah. They'd last a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't know, I don't really understand how planets tilt. But anyway, that's what I read. Yeah. And so I feel like life would have to be concentrated in certain bands around the Earth. Well, one thing I... My question on this is, do you see anything about the time scale at which these wobbles would happen? Because I got the impression that these, would ha- these wobbles would happen over the course of millions of years. And so that would mean more frequent... Like dr- like longer term drastic shifts in climate, like ice ages and and kind of those kind of drastic climatic shifts, rather than something that would necessarily affect like a 
lifetimes to affect evolution. And so I would, I was kind of thinking of it more in terms of we, we'd have more frequent, bigger like extinctions or ice ages or kind of global climate shifts because it, our earth would wobble more over like millennia. Right. Like the hun- thousands but of I years. But I think if one part of the world is like evolution. stuck in an extreme ice age, then everything's going to try to live oh, and grow right. in one part yeah. of the other part Oh, of I the see world. what you're saying. So there'd yeah. be less parts of the world that were habitable. Potentially, yeah. And I guess if it's an extreme tilt, like maybe the other side is super hot and dry. Yeah. Yeah. So if people are just kind of concentrated in whatever band Mm. is the best one to live in, there'd be a lot more space. I think like that would totally change evolution. There'd be probably a lot more species diversity. Yeah. Or conversely, I mean, just maybe it's maybe people as a species would be just wildly different. Like homo, we wouldn't have homo sapiens that kind of all generally evolved to live within a certain degree of kind of seasonal and climate shifts. But we'd have some people that were super, super cold resistant and then some people that were super heat resistant. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it could go either um, way. That'd um, be weird. It'd be like fire and ice people would meet. Oh, can you imagine what the border would be like? Like rather than the equator being like fairly equitable in terms of like a gradual shift, like maybe there'd be this crazy strong... Like suddenly it's hot and suddenly it's cold. Would that make? Would that work with a climate with a with a different tilt? Sure, we can or would wonder we still anything have like here. An, <laughs> would we still have like a a temperate zone kind of equator sort of thing? Yeah, I don't hmm. know. I guess there might be, but one thing I was wondering is if people were kind of stuck in one band together, then what would they use with that space that's too extreme that it's not mm. so habitable? Like maybe maybe that would be some kind of tie into this whatever their new religion is and that'd be like a sacred space or maybe they'd force people to go out there to like bury their dead or put their trash or something or like if you were ever ever did something so horrible from society that you just had to catch it out there Mm, did you ever see the movie riddick no so there's a scene in like there's this planet in riddick that he goes to where they all have to be underground and it gets way too hot on the surface of the planet during the day like flames literally burst through and so like you can and it's way too cold at night so there's only like yeah a brief period of time during the day that you can actually be on the surface and then he has to like run and outrun the like the flames of the fire because it's way too hot on the surface yeah Yeah, that sounds kind of like what this could be like that's what our planet would be like oh yeah that'd be so strange i yeah when i thought about the moon i definitely didn't even think about our climate and our seasons and the fact that it holds the earth yeah in place. i kind of thought the moon depended on us because yeah. we like the earth is what makes it gives it something yeah. to like hold on satellite to for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but apparently it's not so uh, yeah it's just completely bonkers to think about how life would be different between the days being shorter and the seasons being much more extreme right um but even if we did kind of make it through all these biophysical changes, these biophysical crazy extremes on the planet, made it to where we are now roughly in human evolution, there'd still be a lot of changes that would happen that would be different if we didn't have the moon. Let's hear it. Well, let's take a quick break. This episode brought to you by Now Moonzik 58. In honor of the 58th anniversary of Kennedy's No Moonshot speech, buy our limited time No Moon inspired album featuring classics like 
Fly Me to Nowhere by Frank Sinatra, Clear Moon by Billie Holiday, Mr. Starlight by The Beatles, and No Moonlight by The Doors. This is a limited time offer, and if you call 1-800-NO-MOON right now, you'll get not one, but two limited time special edition albums. And if you call in the next two minutes, we'll throw in a special set of No Eclipse glasses. That's 1-800-NO-MOON. That's 1-800-666-666. Call now. So even if we made it through kind of all the challenges of shorter days, longer nights, extreme climate events, et cetera, whatever, and evolved roughly to be the people that we are, Moon still has a really important impact. So I think I thought about calendars in terms of how we measure time and how we track time. Oh, right. So the first calendar that anthropologists have noticed was called the Aurignacian calendar, in 32,000 BC. Oh my god! And so the first calendar that we ever used was tracking the phases of the moon. And so this was actually like a huge leap forward in terms of how people noticed the passing of time. And I was just kind of thinking if we didn't have the moon and like moon cycles and moon phases, how do we know to start tracking time in a meaningful way? Because each day it's pretty much the same. Like it's not necessarily immediately noticeable that something different about the days and seasons are so long, Mm -hmm. especially if our seasonal variation was super unpredictable. And not everywhere has seasons. Yeah. And so how, how would we even have begun to be, have begun to start thinking about tracking time without a moon to be very noticeable on this like sort of every month cycle? I was wondering that too. And you can also see changes in the stars as the Earth's Mm, axis tilts throughout the year. But if you don't have a moon to pay attention to, you might not. Yeah. Like the moon, you're noticing changes on a much more frequent daily basis. So maybe you wouldn't really start to pay attention to the stars as well. I don't know. I guess people used to have a lot of time to stare at the sky. Presumably shorter nights would lead us to like have less time to see the stars. But I think that could be an idea in terms of how how the stars move. Although if our axis was less steady, would that mean we moved in relation to the stars also? And so our stars wouldn't necessarily be fixed in position in the sky the way they sort of are now? Like, or that we can predict their movements because it's or like the North Star. It's always in the same place, but we wouldn't have a North Star if our axis shifted, right? Because our mm, axis would be different. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. So how would we even, <laughs> like what would be kind of our, our guiding thing to help us track time and track our like our relation in space moon's really important to that and so maybe we would have astral calendars but maybe we wouldn't track time at all and like even months months moon moons months roughly correspond to the cycle of the moon maybe we just follow women's menstrual cycles yeah i'm super into that (laughs) and that would be the way we measure time is by women's menstrual cycles and we'd have like super matriarchal societies that were all about women and their cycles yeah i'm so into that i love that idea cool that's a good wonder yes i'm so that was awesome well, in addition to calendars, another thing I was thinking about is the space mm, race. Space race, 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 the moon race. shot. <laughs> Man on the moon. 
uh, yeah, I don't yeah. Like, the space race was such a big deal. And people just, I mean, they've always felt inspired by the moon. Mm. And then they built up this big hubbub about actually getting there and beating the Russians to it and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And we became fixated on it as this yes. way to kind of test our limits as a society. Yeah. And it held so much value to like, yeah. who's the dominant world power? Well, just even without the moon, the moon is so close to us. It's definitely space and like out there, but it's also close enough to even be remotely achievable. Right. The so next closest thing is what? Mars? Would I we even no have idea. known that was a thing we could get to? Yeah. The moon was like a baby step yeah. into inspiring us to Super even important. get into space. Yeah. It was like a, a milestone. Something yeah. we could say, okay, let's do that. And then we did that and then we can do more. Yeah, and also like satellites. Would we have mm, thought about yeah. creating satellites if, if we, we didn't, didn't have a natural, have natural one? Yeah, that's a really good point. I just think without the moon, we wouldn't have even considered space being remotely achievable in nearly the same way. Right. Something and, I hear yeah. a lot is that in nature documentaries about the ocean, how they always say like, we know more about space than the depths of our oceans. Mm. And I wonder if we would have turned to something like the oceans to explore yeah. instead of space. Oh. If we were like, oh, well, I don't know anything about space because it's so vast and yeah. I can't even see the moon, but. And how different those oceans if, would be without tides and all the sea life in them. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a really great point. And then, so just, Come, bringing it down very practically to our life today, without the space race, our technology would be completely different. So as you said, like this big push, super competitive, had to beat Russia, completely consumed like the zeitgeist and government resources. And so there was a lot of effort put into really advancing our technology to meet the challenges. And so, you know, there's small stuff like cordless drills and like handheld vacuums. Oh, that we owe to the yeah. space race. And freeze-dried food. So in terms of like how we feed our yes, military astronaut now. ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the way like our rations now come from freeze-dried food, cooling suits that firemen use, and also NASCAR drivers, oh, which I didn't realize comes from the I technology can see the resemblance. For, for like, yeah, spacesuits. And then really importantly, though, our computer processors. In terms of if you're sending something to the moon, you can't afford to have all these big, bulky computer parts. You have to condense it. And so that's where, like, the precursor to microchips came from. So without the space race, the effort to get to the moon, we wouldn't have laptops. We wouldn't have microprocessors. Like, our computer technology would be completely different. Wow. I didn't know yeah. that. Would we have NASA? Was NASA created NASA around was the created race? before the moonshot. So NASA okay. was, like, a precursor was kind of this using the skies and space as, like, a defense, like, to kind of seize the skies for control. Mm. But Important. so that did precede the moon. But again, if we didn't have this like inspiration of the moon as being a tangible thing in space, maybe it wouldn't have. But NASA was not created specifically for the moon. Okay. So we could yeah. still have NASA. Yeah. Right. And there was a like a hot second in history where the moon like helped shape uh, the commercial flight industry. I don't know if you saw this, but no. Pan Am had like a first moon flights club <laughs> where they asked people in advance to purchase reservations on what their first flight commercial flight to the moon would be wow yeah and in 1985 they had 90,000 reservations of people who like thought they were going to be able to commercially fly to the moon did they put money down on that i think so but oh. i don't know i didn't check for sure so <laughs> wow yeah well kind of sounds like we're important. getting close to that people doing like commercial flights yeah. in the space just for we're fun. just like elon musk thinking about commercial flights to the mars we're gonna put a man on mars we mm. never would have thought of that i don't think if we hadn't been able to have the moon is like you said that baby step yeah i agree the yeah. moon's been a huge source of inspiration yeah from poetry to religion to yeah 
technology, technology and space. Not to mention thinking. all the crazy important like role it's played in our evolution. I had no idea that so much of our life, how it's evolved now, is so dependent on what the moon did for the Ooh, planet. It stresses me out. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's um, cr- ugh. Mind-blowing. Well, I think it's really good that we're thinking about all these things because we haven't actually always had the moon that we have now, and we might not always have yeah, the same moon. Yeah, I saw that. So the moon is moving away from us. Uh, when it first came into being, it was only like ten to 15,000 miles away from us. Whoa! Yeah. That feels so really close. It would have appeared, I read, Huge. 12 times bigger than it does now wow. in the sky. It would have been really big. Wow. But every year, it's moving about an inch and a half away, mm. which sounds minuscule, but then when you start talking about billions of years... Yeah. That's that adds up. So now um, it's much further away. It's like a couple hundred thousand miles away. Wow. And if it keeps moving, it'll continue to change. You know how we feel, like we all the things we said, how we feel the tides, how yeah. our days are experienced, lunar eclipses. Eventually, if mm. the moon gets so small, it won't be it'll big be enough. Like a little speck. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's good that we're planning now. Yeah. Because billions of years from now, this will be really relevant. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna have to go in the time capsule for future right. for future iterations of humans. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Hello from the past. Hi. <laughs> Great. I'm Bon Kino Moon. I'm Sailor Moon. <laughs> and you do not get these references. <laughs> well, that wraps up our wonder. Yeah, it does. And what a wonder it was. <laughs> well done, Bon Kino Moon. Well done, Sailor Moonless. Misty Moon. Just a disclaimer, as per usual, this is not actual science. This is our liberal interpretation of what might happen, could be, would be, should be, maybe, based on a kernel of real science. And so if we offended any real scientists out there, sorry, we're not sorry. We're looking at you, Chad. <laughs> Chad. Back off. Jeez. Ugh, God. Uh, and this time, we'd like to end with a message for the moon herself. So in the words of Khaled Husseini, go slowly, my lovely moon, go slowly. And thanks to today's producer, the man in the moon. And to the Rolling Moonstones for providing this week's music. And thank you for joining us today. That's all for now. See you next time. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Join us next time on The Wonder Women, where we'll explore wonders like What if dragonflies breathed fire? What if Santa lived on the South Pole? What if raindrops keep falling on our heads? 